The NBA Finals are heating up. Looking for hot takes on all the postseason action? The Old Man and the Three, presented by BMW, is the podcast to listen to for the ultimate finals coverage. Host and former NBA sharpshooter J.J. Redick not only has a plugged-in perspective on the action from his time in the league, but he's also announcing the games in real time for ESPN. J.J. has the ultimate insider point of view, and he's taking you along for the ride as he breaks down the best defensive schemes, dunks, and drives from each game. And speaking of incredible drives, there's no better place to tune into your new favorite podcast, The Old Man and the Three, than in a standard-setting BMW. Luxury meets power to create a wholly new driving experience. Push the limits this NBA season with the brand that set the ultimate standard. BMW, the ultimate driving machine. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to The New Nasty Boys. I'm your co-host this morning, afternoon, evening, whenever the fuck you decide to listen to this thing, Billy DeVore. And sitting across me, as always, is... An empty chair. Yes, this is a this is a solo Billy intro here. Uh, so the reason I'm just doing an intro, well, you'll hear from Lee in a in a hot second. So I'll just like you know I can just do like the thing. It's like, how are you, nasty boys and girls all across the whole goddamn world? <laughs> I pressed the wrong button. It's this one. They're good. They're doing great. Um, he is. He was on the road. So with the new device that I picked up, I was able to uh, call him and then have him uh, go through with the whole, uh, the whole God, you can't. I can't say that. How do you even rigmarole? Is that the thing? Is that the word I'm looking for? Uh, anyway, um, so yeah, so I'm doing a little intro, getting all of the reads out of the way here, and then in the outro, getting the reads out of the way, just jamming it all in and getting everything ready, so um, yeah, but um, yeah, it was fun, it was fun definitely just sitting at the kitchen table and just ripping it and having him call in, um, so pretty cool, oh, I forgot to talk to him about this, but I got some sweet, sweet, sweet sweet new sneakers uh pretty cool uh from rare dead spot let me start that over good lord doing these by yourself is definitely different from rare dead stock to the latest release you can find the exact sneaker you're looking for on ebay as the original sneaker marketplace ebay is the place to go to cop the pair you've been eyeing in partnership with ebay armchair media will be raffling off four custom-made sneakers each purchase you make before March 31st through ebay.com backslash sneakers will enter you into a drawing for a one-of-a-kind pair of Air Force One low tops. Just send a screenshot of your purchase to at Armchair Media on Twitter or Instagram. What's so great about these, which is pretty amazing, they have a team of authentic authenticators to let you know that they're real so you're not getting scrammed or fucked over. It's, it's amazing. So definitely thank you, eBay Sneak Sneaks, and check them out the next time you get a new pair of sneakers. So definitely do that. You bet you'll find me there. Also, betonline.ag, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. NBA's in full swing and college basketball heats up as the schools make their way to the madness. The tournament is coming and so is a $100,000 bracket madness contest as BetOnline 
is the spot for all your bracketology needs. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. So pretty good, pretty cool, pretty cool, pretty freaking cool. So there's those reads. Um, and also we're going to drop in the quick little, little, little mid sponsor read here. So that way, after you hear that, you will be able to hear Lee and I jib jabbing. That's not just the sound of that first sip of morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring... The best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. (laughs) I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate, how a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word, Broomgate. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. 
Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Hey, where are you? Hey, what's going on, baby? I am cruising down Interstate 64 West and to Owensboro out in western Kentucky. Okay, so that's like towards the tip of the Kentucky penis. Yeah, yeah, you you leave Cincinnati and act like you're going to California, and then you just run into Owensboro. Okay, did you know that Kentucky and California are the same thing? Are they? they yeah, I, I mean, if you're going that way. Yeah, it's just all the same piece of land. Yeah, it's all, yeah, it's all America. It's all the... So just, yeah, working the road, dude. I just passed what I thought was a field full of solar panels, and it ended up... I think it was a prison. <laughs> I, I mean, what's di- what was the difference? I'm pretty sure it was a prison. I don't know, man. I'm all for solar panels, but these for-profit prisons, I say, got to go. <laughs> well, here's the thing, man. They're not just harvesting energy from the sun. They're harvesting work from from human beings that are wrongly incarcerated. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Modern-day slavery. That's really what it is. And then they're also being super green about it. Man, I just love driving. I love working the road so much. I've been told I'm going to hell by like four billboards already. (laughs) Don't you just love that when you drive by and and a hundred square feet of commercial billboard space just tells you you're going to burn for eternity in a hellfire? Oh, it's beautiful. And then you just got silly fucking names. I just passed a sign that said Frimmer's Chapel, except Frimmer's started with a P. <laughs> you know, because just, people don't know how to spell most places. It's just out here, man. It's yeah, wild. I'm currently kind of in the middle of nowhere. Right. And it's also amazing you have cell phone service when you're in the middle of nowhere and in uh, places where people can't spell. Speaking of which, how fucking crazy is it that we're just doing a podcast right now? Yeah, it's insane. I'm calling you from the table, from the kitchen table, with the little mic stand set up, giving you a ring, and you're just driving. You're on your way to a gig. I'm at home. You're a couple hundred miles away. This is the fastest I've ever been going while on a podcast. <laughs> wow. So you're going, what, 100 miles an hour? I mean, yeah, Ronda the Honda can get up there. I, I typically uh, I put it at like 80 miles per hour and then just let it rip. I, I fancy myself a a good driver. Well, there you go. I mean, what, 80? Yeah, that's... You know, I was booking it going south to the, the post a couple weeks ago. 95 at one point. Oh, yeah, man. You can get up there without noticing it. Oh. What's the fastest you've ever got in a car? 125. Oh, damn, dude. That's a fucking... What, what's the story behind that? So, I used to have a 1992 525i straight six five-speed manual... And that thing could haul ass. And, <laughs> and I was going down 32. I was like 19. And I was going down 32, going back, going from my parents towards downtown. And there's that straight shot. And I looked and I was like, there isn't a cop sitting by the soccer fields. I was like, let's see how fucking fast I can get this thing. And in that straight shot before the turn, I fucking got that thing up to 125. I'm revving at like 8,000 RPMs, just hauling Jesus ass. Christ, Bill. If you had hit a pebble, we wouldn't be talking right now. No, we wouldn't. But the cool thing is, is when I was doing that and my palms were sweaty, uh, three of my windows didn't work. So the engine oh. worked. 
but the all the electric shit went out in it. Oh, while it was happening, just because it was going, it was like so overworked. No, it was already broke. They were already fucked. It was a it was a nineteen year old with a vintage car. Damn, it's pretty fucking cool. Though. I mean, at least at least old Glory got up to a one twenty five. Right, that's what I was thinking. I was thoroughly impressed. When I was in high school, my buddy Sherwood Farhoudi, he his dad had a Lexus. And we took Sher- Sherwin, we went driving, and we went out Tate's Creek Road, which is kind of like, it's out cut. It's like a windy little country road. You go out there to like smoke blunts and drive slow. And we hit 140. Holy shit. And it was just, I mean, it makes my, you said sweaty palms. It makes my palms sweat right now. Thinking, I mean, just what, just the stupid shit that we did as kids. And I don't know, makes it gives you appreciation to still be here. Oh, yeah, dude. I had the same thing happen to me where I was cruising along and uh, and we were smoking blunts or whatever, being 19. And we would take like the similar backcountry roads up north. Like, well, more like where would that be? Like northeast of like in like Batavia and all that shit. Right, yeah, the, the wild country of Batavia. Oh, yeah, farmlands and all that stuff, but somehow 15 minutes from a mall, it was weird. Right. And uh, like, I, we were making this, like, I was getting ready to make this turn. It was a 90-degree turn, and there was no sign. And I'm going, like, 55, 60. And, I, and Jake smacks me, he goes, Bill! And I look, and I'm like, oh, shit. And I just slam on the e-brake, do a full Tokyo drift, and turn 90 degrees and then end up not going into a ditch or going down the side of this hill and then slamming it in a third gear and spinning my back tires and just firing straight away. God damn, that's pretty tight. <laughs> it was sick. But it should have just been you driving pretty much headlong, in, like just straight into your deck. Oh, yeah, a fucking 20-foot drop and, and taking two, two of my best buds with me. Damn, it would have been a really sad story, and it would, it was so long ago, it wouldn't have even been, like, it wouldn't have even, like, gotten on Twitter, you know? <laughs> that shit would have died with the print. You know, shit, well, it would have totally, for sure, gotten on Facebook, so. Oh, yeah, it would have been on Facebook, it would have made the rounds there, and then you would have been on a shirt for a different reason. <laughs> you would have had, you would have had a, um, what is it, spray brush? Oh, yeah. Airbrush R.I.P. shirt? Airbrush, yeah. Airbrush R.I.P. Billy and the boys took a spill off the cliff. Weirdly enough, it would still be called the Billy Special. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah, you got three 19-year-olds of varying varying weight and size, and then they're all smashed up into one car. (laughs) Surf with Geta. Damn, I just passed a a sign that's for Boringo Cave. Have you ever been to a cave system? Yeah, uh, I'm not a big cave guy. I'm claustrophobic, so as soon as like I go under and I know I'm like under Earth, like a lot of Earth, I freak yeah. out. Yeah, no, I get that, man. I'm down for a good, a nice cave system, but I mean, miss me with like spelunking and shit. Right. You want to have a panic attack, Billy? YouTube underwater cave diving. I'm good, man. That sounds... Ice. Dude, it, it is so fucking scary. Wh- where did you do it? People... Oh, I never... I've never been underwater cave diving. Okay, good. No, I sometimes I just like to use the internet to give my heartbeat a good, a good test. <laughs> you know, just, you know, 
eat an edible and then realize that you're very lucky to be above ground. Yeah. <laughs> right. And not in a goddamn cave underwater where every single thing is trying to kill you. See, now that's where we would differ because I would be watching that video and I go, oh, the world's trying to kill me. And then I would look over and I'm like, the walls are trying to kill me now. So there you go. I'm, I'm over that. But like whenever, see, I don't freak out like that. Whenever I watch something like that, or like when the people are in a cave and they like suck in their tum tum and go into like that crevice to get to another part of an underground, er, like yes, belonging. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Well, when they do that tuck or whatever, and they're like in that tight space and they have to like breathe to keep scurrying, I, I, I go like this. I just throw up. I just throw up. And then imagine so many of those cave systems were discovered by people in like the 1800s. Oh. And, and those motherfuckers would just go in there with goddamn candles and stuff. <laughs> like, no, I mean, literally just tie a rope around your waist. There are just, there are probably just so many skeletons down, especially in Kentucky. Kentucky's uh, one of the most active widespread cave systems in the world oh yeah well you got that limestone baby kentucky's where all yeah kentucky cave people it's where the hollow earth aliens live <laughs> in kentucky. hollow earth i've heard of that hollow earth aliens so what they they just came here then they just started living underground and all that good stuff and there's yeah that's a whole sec that's a whole oh we're losing you Hello? Where are you? See the hall. Yup, we're losing you again. Okay, I'm still here. Sorry, I'm in the mountains of western Kentucky. Okay, what were you saying about Hollow Earth? Oh, nothing. It's just a fun one. I mean, you know, I don't take it as gospel or whatever, but it it's a fun it's a fun story to consider. Just, you know, some sort of giant tragedy happened, some giant catastrophe happened. X hundred thousand years ago or whatever and forced some people inside the earth and they, I mean it's like where people are like yeah that's where the ice wall it fucking hides the whole you know it's probably not true but it's still I love thinking about it yeah no, listening it, to shit about it that's way more fun to believe it than be like oh fuck that that's dumb There's yeah no I mean, way it, we've just got it yeah exactly I mean what do you mean no way I'm an agnostic about literally everything in the universe me too yeah, people could just be like, dinosaurs can speak English. And I'd be like, we sure. Fine, give me that. Like, also, if you think about it this way, too, explaining some things on Earth, are it, it's if you explain it to someone that hasn't seen it, i.e. explaining it to an alien, they'd be like, fuck you, that's stupid. Like, try explaining a giraffe to someone who doesn't know what a giraffe is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, or like, you don't even have the knowledge... Yeah, you can't even grasp it. It's like teaching a dog how to use your cell phone. Right. You're like, wait, you're telling me there's a horse with a long neck that's like 10 feet tall. Its head's on top of that. And then it's spotted like a cow. Go fuck yourself. Are you an idiot? Are you dumb? You're like, no, they're real. even Even the way that you just described it, they wouldn't know what a cow was or a horse was or anything. You know, you'd just be like, look at this thing. Yeah, it's a... It's a fur-bearing creature. Uh, do you guys know what necks are? Well, their neck is really long. So long. Do you know you what know? long is? Yeah, dude, I got, speaking of long, I was writing down by the river. Mm. Uh, with the, the, the all-star game renovation down there to that little spot of the river is just 
one of the best places in the whole city. Oh, yeah. Just grab yourself a nice little picnic table. You've got the fucking picturesque Roebling Bridge right there. The sky is blue. The bridge is blue. Future's bright. Balls are blue. Balls are blue. Eyes are blue. (laughs) Blued out. Comedy's kind of blue. And uh, I was full-blown accosted by two Canadian geese. Holy shit. Yeah, man. I mean, they they just kind of punked me out. Like, they slowly walked up to me and were just kind of making eye contact. And I let them know. I was like, fellas, I don't want any trouble. I don't have any bread. Like, I'm just here chilling. And, I mean, I'll send you a video. There was... There was a point where there was one, like, within arm's length of me, like, two feet away, just stared right at me, just made me. <laughs> and? I mean, I just, I ended up, I just sat there and talked to him for, like, two and a half minutes, and I'm not going to lie, I kind of got intimidated. There was a guy, there was a guy sitting, like, a couple tables down from me who, he got completely punked out by the geese. They're mean, but, like, yeah. They don't have, have thumbs or hands. I know they're 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 like straight up dinosaurs, man. And their nets are so long. Like how like think about how long it would take for them to swallow. They're just eating like little nibs of grass. Oh yeah, yeah. Just so that kind of gives me anxiety thinking about how long geese have to swallow. But other than that, you know, I'm doing fine. <laughs> well, that's funny you say that because I had an interaction today. I was leaving a client after dropping some stuff off. And I hadn't ate yet, so I was super cranky. And uh, and I was down by Eden Park, by the you know where the pond is up top, where there's the overlook of Cincinnati. Yeah. And I was and I was walking back to my car, and there was like twenty of them. Oh yeah, that's there's country over there, man. Oh, and they like they started not just yakking at me like, and I just looked back and we just went shut the fuck up. Right. And it's got in my car, and then I was like, "Oh, I need to tweet that." Uh, that's the yeah. Co- oh yeah, that's what you did tweet that. I saw that. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, "That's the mood I'm in today." Okay, so the trick the trick with geese is they'll pretty much they they're very aggressive, but they'll pretty much leave you alone as long as you don't walk near their eggs. Right, and like, and it's you'll you won't have any fucking idea. You'll just be walking by, and you'll be like, "Oh, look, there's some geese." And then you'll be walking and you'll come within five feet of their eggs or something in a bush and they will fuck you up. For the, <laughs> they will fuck you up, man. Right. They'll- I have a ton of bad run-ins with fucking geese. I got chased into the, in the into a pond by a goose when I was like five years old. Oh, really? Yeah, man. They're some aggressive bastards. Now, I've caught a goose, not a, like a Canadian geese, like an actual goose. Like a white little goose. White little goose. Picked him up. I was camping with my family. I was like 13 years you, old. Wait, you, you wrangled a goose? You scooped up a goose? Yeah, he lived in our camper for a day. Yeah, I just <laughs> walked over. I just picked him up and petted the top of his head. And he was like, Mah! and I was like, cool, we're friends now. And then he just walked with us. And then I put him in the camper and my mom opened the door and, and she was like, Billy? And I was like, yeah. She was like, what? What's a goose doing in here? I was like, it's our. <laughs> I was like, it's our pet now. She's like, not for tomorrow. We're leaving. You let it back out. I was like, okay. So Dude, you're the goose whisperer. I'm a goose whisperer and a gator wrestler. So I mean, I'm I'm the king of wildlife. Well, in a complete different change, but I have to say this: 
I just passed a semi truck, and on the side of it, I swear to God, it said "Serene BJ." <laughs> I mean, shouldn't I have no idea what that could stand for? Serene is a very calming word. I don't know why. I, I guess I could. Do you think you could be a long haul trucker? That's I thought about it, it often. It seems pretty serene. Did you say that you thought about it often or no? Often, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think I could do it, man. It was something I considered pretty heavily like four or five years ago. Well, think about it. You're alone. You drive for long hours at a time. It's actually a great place to, like, write because it's just you. Yeah, man. So much writing gets done on the road. I love driving and just thinking. And it's It's enough of an activity that you can, like, disassociate a little bit, but you still have to be locked in. Yeah. I do some of my I do some of my best best thinking when I'm just driving. Just alone with like some chill some chill wave going and I'm like I fall into or like some type of like house music or uh you know I'm like a electronic lo-fi beats guy. Yeah, that's a good one too. And then you fall I love into the, a lo-fi beat. Dude, you just fall into that and you're on the road and next thing you know you're like, "Wow, I have 3 to 4 new fully worked out premises." Why is it that uh why isn't that a stereotype that long-haul truckers are, like, wise, thoughtful men? Because <laughs> they, most of them just end up fucking doing cranking and their crank sucked on in a Flying J parking lot? Yeah, no shit, man. What a, what a wild fucking life. Yeah, yeah, no, there's no, there, there's, for some reason they aren't, like, you know, monks of the road. And then, oh, I know, it, it's pretty incredible how rare it is that you see one crashed or something. I don't know. Shout out the fucking truckers, man. You keep the country going. Yeah, keep it moving. Keep America moving. You're about moving. to get replaced by robots. Yeah. <laughs> You're about to get replaced by fucking robots, man. No, I could definitely be a long-haul trucker. And then truckers, they, especially now, it wasn't always the case. They were, it's like why they are known for smoking meth. It's because they would like smoke some meth and drive 20 fucking hours to Portland. Right. But... Now they have to. It's like very stringent. They have to clock in and clock out. I think they can. They can't drive more than like eight straight hours or something. Yeah, they have to like take a break and then like jack it and then fucking checkpoints, dude. And I... Uh oh, lost you again. I lost you. Lost me again. Yep, right when you were starting. Am that I sentence. back now? Yeah, you're good. Yeah, just how awesome would it be to have that little like camper up top? Yeah, Dude, that's the move, baby. We need to we need to fan life. Dude, have you ever looked? Have you ever uh, watched like when a trucker films that when they knock the bottom out of one of a, a lady in one of them camper and one of them semi campers? No, no, well, they're there. What like amateur pornos of truckers having sex with women in their truck camper? Yeah, there's amateur and professional. Damn, Billy, you really are good at porn. I yeah, I called myself a couple weekends ago. I said I, I my brain is a Wikipedia of pornography. Yeah, that's really wild. Because, man, no, I I haven't even I didn't even consider that genre of porn, but it makes a lot of sense. Dude, everything is a genre of porn. Yeah, that's true. You could be like, oh, I've always wanted to like see my my UPS truck my ups driver's feet you could just fire that into the internet and there's like 12 results minimum you're a connoisseur bill a connoisseur if you will 
a cum you sore. Your your cum, your dick is sore with cum. <laughs> Thanks, man. That's that's what happens when you've been just watching it for as long, almost as long as I've been alive. Beautifully put. Well, dude, we've been. I'm on my way to do a show right now, and then on Tuesday we got to like, it, dude, we fucking went in there and nailed it. Yeah, we had a great time on Tuesday. Not to blow up the spot too much. I mean, people should go and watch. There's a bunch of really good musicians, and they want some comedy to start. But Northern Row down on Ray Street. Um, McMicken. McMicken, yeah. They've got a little open mic, and like a, it's just a whole different level of audacity to go into a music mic and do stand-up comedy. Right, because you. Here's the thing: as soon as you grab that mic, you have to start to rip, or it's over. Yeah, there's no and, in between. And an open mic, it depends on the open mic. Some people, some of them are like very performance driven, and people attend it to watch the music. And there was a good sect of people that was sitting there. I don't know, fifteen people sitting there watching the musicians, and they were into it. And they were other musicians or music fans. But then there's like fifteen, twenty people where the music is just like kind of the background of the bar and that is perfectly acceptable right 100 you know that's that's a thing that happens you'll go to a patio and there's a guy with a guitar singing covers and it's nice and it doesn't need undivided attention right right and, it, it, and as a person at the bar you can kind of tune it out and enjoy it and just have your conversation and then once the beautiful acoustic guitar stops and it's just a guy talking. It's just I just I I love it. It makes me nervous and it makes me so happy at the same time. Right. I mean, I was comfortable because that's what I had to do for like you know we had to do for so long. Like starting out, one of the best open mics in the city was at what used to be called Baba Boudans, and it I've was, heard of it, dude. <clears throat> excuse me it was the best mic because music you would like people would listen and then also tune it out kind of but then when comedy started everyone like shut the fuck up and then locked in because they knew it wasn't for that long of a time like five to seven minutes and right then, then, and yeah and if someone's up there like straight ripping either comedy or music everyone's into it so they were a super savvy crowd, and that's also how I felt on on Tuesday. And that like that's also one of the things why I like going to music mics sometimes. If the crowd is smart and they can pick up on like, oh, something's good, I'm really gonna lock in. And if it's not, then I'm gonna have a quiet, normal conversation with my friend, but also still give them props when they're done and give them a little clippity, a little clap clap. Exactly, exactly. The open mic etiquette. Right. You just have to make sure that's the right. And that's also dependent upon the venue. Like, if the venue is known for having douche knuckles and fucking awful humans, then you're going to have a bad open mic. But if it's a cool venue where it's like, oh, cool people go here, or like actual artists and stuff like that, then you're going to have a good show. I did an oh, I did the writer's night at Motor one time. Oof. And sometimes, you know, lightning in a bottle, every now and again, it's really good. And then this night, but 90% of the time, if you go there to do comedy, you're going there just to, like, self-flagellate. You know, you're just there to, like, punish yourself. Sure. And I went up there, and there were, like, five people there, and they were just quiet. They weren't even talking to each other. They were all just kind of there to be sad and drink at the bar by themselves. <laughs> yep. 
but I, I was going to get my reps in, you know, and I went up there and at one point I just said, oh man, fuck this. And it was complete silence to fuck this. Like not even like anger or ch- nothing. Just and then defeat. I just walked off stage. You pulled a Carl Spaeth. Like, oh, fuck this, man. Yeah. Got the hell out. Yeah, sometimes it's just not fucking worth it. Oh, the first lady is walking up the steps right now. She has arrived. The first lady has arrived. Is it, do you have a hot mic for her? Uh, I don't, but she'll 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 be able to be picked up like last week. So, uh, and I, I, I'm doing it at the table because it's easier. I got the table set up and I got my laptop here and everything all situated. Hello, how are you? I'm good. So we, I've got some bad news on the kitty front. Uh, no, no. Uh, I think that was from, might have been from earlier, but there's been no accidents since. So. Wait, are you talking to? I'm talking to my wife. You're talking to me. Bad news on the kitty front, or to them? Bad news to Lee. So no additional bad news for me. Correct. So here's the bad news, Lee. Do we have bad news on a on a kitty? Yeah. So Vinny has been having diarrhea since like Tuesday. Oh guys, I'm so sorry. And not just in the box, but in the shower. She got the bedroom floor, like and she's looking better. So we put up the food today and we're gonna see what happens. But it's not I mean it's not I don't think it's life threatening in any way, shape, or form. But she I think she just has an upset tum tum. Oh, she just doesn't feel good. Yeah, but okay. Knock on wood, we set a vet appointment for tomorrow at four. So we'll see. But I, uh, I've got. I, I think she'll be fine. We'll see after not eating food for a whole, for most of the day today. If that helps her tum tum. That fucking sucks, man. I'm sorry. It's okay. I mean, hey, it's a part of being a cat. Sick animals and sick babies are so sad because they can't talk. I know, and you just have to look into their eyes and judge them. Yeah, you just have to look into their eyes and judge them. And, uh, yeah, nothing you can do, man. I'm sorry that your cat's shitting all over the place. It's okay. Oh, she's finally off the bed. How about that? There she is. So she's moving. I went and petted her and when she was laying on the bed, and she was purring like a, like a, like a little coffee maker. So Purring like a broken coffee maker. Yeah, it was, it was good. So... Yeah. Um, but well, yeah. I'm glad to hear that she's, uh, you know, on the mend. Yeah. Up but up. I just I just brought up the Northern Row thing just because it was, I don't know, it just felt good. It was not an ideal situation to go up, especially with the lack of reps that we've had in the last year. And I thought that we both handled it very well and had good sense. Yeah, we did. We had a great time, man. And it was uh, it was nice also to just rip a little bit in that and like grow on some bits and know like hey this is still an open mic hopefully they'll give me some leeway and they totally did yeah because we were discussing that before you go up it's like we both have all this new stuff but when you go up in a compromising position like that you need to hit them with some heat at least up front so that they can trust you and they don't think that the whole thing's just a train wreck exactly and thankfully we both did that and it was so fucking nice Fucking right, right. Nice. And, and I don't know what to expect out of this show out in Owensboro. It's at, wasn't there a bar Louie down on the levee? There was, yeah. At one point in time, well, yeah, this is bar Louie. Oh, same chain? Owensboro. 
That's interesting. Yeah, which I get, didn't even know was a chain, but, you know, here we are. Yeah, there used to be one in Anderson, too, and now uh, there is none in the Ohio, in, in, like, Ohio, northern Kentucky, or, like, southwest Indiana, or southeast Indiana. You got to go to the west, baby. Yeah, so if but, you... Hey, Phil, I have a question for you. Hit me. Were you the one who gave Joey Votto COVID-19? Um, do you off, have something that you need to tell me? Um, I do need to tell you, due to contract tracing, I have come in contact with Joseph Daniel Votto. Due to contact tracing, you like how direct of a contact? Because you got drunk the other night and called me, and I couldn't, like, it didn't make a lot of sense. I thought you were doing a bit, and it kept breaking up, but it sounded like you were in Arizona. And you were sneaking into Joey Votto's Arizona home? Uh, that is a, yeah, that 100%, that definitely happened. Yeah, I took, like, a, I took a red eye to go see his brown eye. Okay, so you, you went and, and made love to Joseph Daniel, and you gave him COVID-19? I don't know if you could call what happened love, <laughs> but, it, yeah, I for sure, yeah, I, I am the one who gave Joseph Daniel Votto, our father, COVID-19. Yeah, damn. He seems versatile to me, but he would definitely top in either of our situations. Yeah, he would, and it was painful. I, I still haven't been able to walk right since, so which is Dude, which I haven't been able to walk right since. But the one of the best things about him is being able to walk. Yeah, yeah, that's a beautiful thing because it pops up injured list, and I'm thinking, oh no, old man Joey, it's he's starting to fall apart, and then it comes back. COVID-19, it's like, I mean, it's a weird thing to say, but like, thank goodness. Right. Thank God. I mean, thank God. I mean, he'll be, he'll be back soon. I mean, we've got 21 days till opening day. Well, tomorrow, if you listen to this on Friday, we have 20 days. So he has enough time to miss and chill and then be able to come back and get his swing back up and running. And, you know, he's not, I, hopefully it's mild. Hopefully if he feels like shit at all, it's only for a couple days, but you got to figure that there will be some sort of elaborate setup for him to get his reps in and keep and stay trained. And obviously he's not going to be playing in the game, which is ultimately what you want. But like, it's not like he's just going to take two weeks off. you know? Right. I mean, have you seen that thing where that like a lot of some teams are using this as like a VR headset and like they're no taking way. swings? Yeah, I saw it on MLB Network and on my Facebook feed. It's guys they have got like an Oculus Rift on. And they have this company is designed. You can hit like any pitcher in the league, and they will have they'll throw pitches at you in this simulated cage, and then you. God, that's such a trip. You fucking swing, and then it tells you all the analytics on your swing. No way! Like if you hit it or not. Yeah, if you hit it, like what you what 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 the exit velocity was, what your launch angle was, all that shit. That's so fucking crazy. So I could straight up see Joseph Daniel Votto in his home, you know, coughing and moving everything and just taking wax. Yeah. Damn, that's so cool. I mean, isn't it, isn't it fucking crazy that there's, like, analytics that allow you to hit a virtual reality rendition of Clayton Kershaw? Right. Well, there's, but, there's also so much data out there. Think about it. You have, like, 11 years of data that you can go off of. What a fucking trip, man. Yeah. 
Well, I'm, you know, it just is a bummer to see him down, but I don't know. He just seems like he has fun with it. You know, you just want Joey D to get as many reps as he can. Oh, yeah. And I just wish for that moment, like, he has social media or, like, if we could figure out what his burner accounts are so we could see what he's doing. I would love, yeah, like, just 30% of the transparency that Trevor Bauer puts out there. That's what I want to know into Joey's life. Same. You know, just thirty percent, and but that's also the part of the allure of him is like he's just kind of this legend where it'll come out. People are like, "Yeah, Joey Votto's like a sommelier master chef, <laughs> right?" You know, it's like he's like trilingual and shit. And I don't know, I like a Renaissance man. Did you see that he's on the Jim Day pod? No, that's he's, a good listen. Yeah, you should listen to that on the way back. That's a good listen. I will. Supposedly he's gotten super into chess. That's what I've heard, man. I heard, uh, so I think they were talking about it. I saw a clip on Twitter. Yonder Alonso, maybe on the MLB Network, saying that over quarantine, Joey Votto has played 2,300 games of chess. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, wants to be a chess master. Right. And that seems like the perfect move for him, considering how much he studied his swing and, like, the way that he has tweaked it, it seems like chess is somehow a natural progression for, well, he's for clearly Dan. An, he's clearly an intellect, and what's wild is like kind of that shift that you saw, I mean, with the Apple mentioned Trevor Bauer, like just the brains and the scientific approach, and like I feel like the intellectual smart player, like a pitcher, can use that knowledge and use that data to prolong their career a little bit longer than a hitter can. I agree. You know what I'm saying? Like a pitcher can be in year 15, 16, he's topping out at 89, 90, but you can, you're just at such an advantage as a pitcher that you can use that knowledge. Whereas like, you know, you could be the smartest guy in the world hitting. It just doesn't translate because it's just such a reaction. Right, a pitcher can be crafty, but a hitter can't. With that said, I do think that Joey can, with his brain, and we all know about his hot fucking body and Ugh. what it can do. Oh, yeah. But but with his brain, it will be interesting to see how he evolves in his latter portion of his career. Right. Well, I can tell you firsthand about what he can do with his body. and Oh, see, that's what's crazy, man. His, his body's a young man in the bedroom. Oh, yeah, and that, you know what? It was totally worth it giving him COVID for it. Yeah, I, I'm sure Joey would say the same thing. Oh, hey, First Lady, did you know that I gave Joseph Daniel Votto COVID? Yeah, I was there. She was there, that's right. I Hell yeah, I knew, I'm, I knew you were covering for Alicia. Yeah. But I knew Alicia was there. She planned it. She, she, had, she had some fingies in it. She was definitely pulling <laughs> some strength. I, so I have a feeling, you know, just as focused as he is, and I will listen to the to the Jim Day pod um, of how focused he is and everything. I d I have little doubt in my mind that he's going to come back and he'll be fine. And the way that he was addressing his swing and what he wanted to do, he's going to be better than he was at most of the uh, the beginning of uh, at least the beginning of last year. Agreed. It man, it's so wild. 162 seems like a lot now, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Like, it always has been. It's like, it's kind of been the beauty and the 
it's like the it, it, it's good and bad the long schedule for baseball like there are some aspects of it that i love and then some aspects of it that i don't like mm-hmm. but just compared to the absolute clusterfuck that was 60 games last year 162 just feels like such a complete and total marathon oh 100 percent. i mean yeah 162 game season you can lose a guy for two and a half months and still have him you know be a huge part of your season your season right right and here here's some other stuff sorry i was looking some stuff up um did you see this fan graphs said the reds have the seventh best rotation in baseball dude that's that's pretty high praise i mean as someone i love our staff but especially with how the reds kind of get treated by the press um that surprised me that we were up that high. And think about this, too. When you brought up 162, think about that depth. So a pitchers haven't pitched 162 games, haven't been in a 162-game schedule since 2019, and we have right. three to four guys who are competing for that fifth spot, right? Yeah, so, you, I mean, everybody could get some starter reps, and that's probably what will end up happening, yeah? 100% agreed. So I mean, unless, unless of course, you have... If, you know, TJ Antone starts the season off in the five spot and he makes a fucking all-star game, you know? No shit. Yeah, then that changes things up a little bit. But boy, fucking howdy, does he look like a a different guy this spring training, huh? Uh, Boy, howdy, do I have a stat for you? Lay it on me, stat man. Here we go. TJ Antone featured the highest spin rate on any fastball, 2,999 rotations per minute, and curveball, 3,376 rotations per minute, measured by StatCast today. That's on March 9th. When he was dealing. Highest spin count on his fastball and off-speed across the entire every pitch thrown in Major League Baseball that day. Correct. That is so fucking exciting. I mean, how how can you you can't den- he has become what what we would what we would say is undeniable. Yeah, I mean, when you look at that, when you show me that, I'm like, yeah, yeah. How is he is now? How is he not the fourth or fifth starter? Yeah, I know. You- and I mean, what what even like what is what's the rest of them? What does their spring look like? I mean, I feel like we haven't seen a ton of Miley. Like, no, what has Miley done to prove that he's our? Or, you know the fact that we're paying him i mean you, you he also is coming off of a of, of being injured in a 60 game season last year so you kind of want to give him a little bit of leeway he has a resume and i and i am perfectly fine with him being the four like i have no issue with that whatsoever that's that's serviceable now as the five it it's for sure it has to be tj it has to there's no way yeah. around it after hearing that and then seeing his numbers and the other option lorenzen at this point, dude, go fuck yourself. For real, did you see what he did yesterday? Dude, he wore the fucking Vans again, man. He wore the Vans, and what happened, Lee? He got shelled. He got fucking shelled. He got shelled because he's wearing skate shoes with tur- with cleats in them. Come on, guy. We saw what happened last year. Stop trying to be cool. Put on the cleats. Put on the fucking Nike Hurricanes and throw normal with your fucking normal cleats on, guy. I know he's he's just a he's a I don't know he just throws the ball hard he just seems cavemanish right well I mean I didn't get to watch the start but here's the thing man if I can look at that line and then I can just see that he had the Vans cleats on again I'm like that's why I didn't there you need, go I didn't need to see it I'm like there it is again 
So with Fangraphs coming in at seven, like, did you read any sort of explanation or anything? Because, I mean, if obviously Luis Sonny is top top five, top ten, easy one two, right? But for them to put us at seven, I mean, they've got to be believing in Bally a lot. Correct. They've got to be. I mean. It, even like an Antone type guy would have to come into consideration because seven is way high up there. Right. And the guys in front, so you got Padres one, Dodgers two, Mets three, Yankees four, Nationals five, Red Sox, Red, White, sorry, White Sox six, and then you've got your Red Legs. And see, all six of those rotations are gross. The best that money could buy. You know, it was like half of the, half of those top six wouldn't have been on that list last year you know oh the Padres for sure wouldn't be in the top 10 yeah and they're and I would I would all I would put the Dodgers in the top 10 you know I'd put the Dodgers top five for sure yeah but Uh, but, still I mean to be on that list with a guy like Tyler Malley you know it's just I don't know I like that they're putting kind of that stock in there I agree wholeheartedly yeah, I would. Yeah, I, I'm glad they're buying in, man. Yeah, I mean a lot and of. Then, go ahead. Everyone is high on Mally. Like he had his spin rates have been there. His increased velocity. I mean, he went up three miles per hour from from 19 to 20. Yeah, and he's super young. I mean, he's turning 25. Maybe. I didn't realize he was that young. Oh yeah, here I'm pulling it up right now because I think he's 25. He might be younger. And oh, then he's, if, he he turns he turned twenty he's twenty six, and then I don't know just with the opportunity, all of that battle going on for that five spot. TJ right now is the clear winner to me. Same. But everyone else has been down there. But I mean, obviously, Lorenzen got knocked up the other day with his fucking fans on. But like. Being able, like, I, I don't know, I'm pretty high on our fucking bullpen, too, man. You should be. I mean, I, I don't, mean, the way that Lorenzen pitched after he threw away the Vans cleats, he was dominant. Lucas yeah. Sims has had the fastest uh, RP, uh, fastest spin rate on his fastball in all of baseball. I mean, I'm you got not... AG. Oh, yeah, come on. Right, and then you've also got guys like Jose De Leon, who has looked better, and you put him in the pen. I mean... And then I love I love a smart uh, a a smart like high level thinking experience in the playoffs. As Sean Doolittle, I don't think he's not going to go out and get us eighty five innings or anything crazy. No, but he but, he's another guy who hasn't looked great this spring. But he's someone I trust, and he's going to figure it out. And he's probably it, working it on something. Like, yeah, it goes back to Miley. I mean, Doolittle has a resume. You can point at the resume and be like, we're on the decline, and that might be true, but I don't know. Uh, it's still a guy I'm glad that's on our side down there in the pen. Same. And and then there's another guy that we totally forgot about who had a very good start last week, Brandon Finnegan. Brandon Finnegan could be the goddamn comeback story of the camp. Right. The guy who went down the driveline and figured it out. So... Yeah, I mean, man, come on. Like, there is, and, and uh, Sinel, what's his face? The guy we got, um, oh, man, we got, he was one of the minor league guys. You know who I'm talking about. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. I'm not going to be able to recall the name. Okay, I think I got it. Sinel Perez. 
There he is. Yes. It is it is so wild though, and it's not like we expected anything just with who we're watching play and everything, but as far as the shortstop position goes, it is just, it's kind of as upsetting as it is, it's almost kind of if you just choose to be take the glass half full approach, it's just kind of exciting to be like, what the fuck are we gonna do this season? <laughs> right. We'll just you have the, we'll just have the Kyles at short and then it's gonna fucking play out, man. I mean D Strange Gordon started center field today. Like what the fuck? <laughs> right. Right. And I'm fine with that, man. Figure it out. And like let him play everywhere and see if we can find a spot for him. And then let him be that eighth inning guy that that um that David Bell loves to fucking put on the base paths and be fast. Yeah. Let him let him have that and then and then see if David Bell fucks it up, you know? So I feel like there are some teams like the Dodgers, for instance, who like a Gavin Lux or a player like that. They're like a Will Smith or a Chris Taylor. Like the rise of the utility player, does it seem to be like more common that teams are bringing guys up and just being like, yeah, he's a baseball player. He can play anywhere. Right. I mean, that the I mean, that's what the Dodgers are. So, and, and I guess, you know, you look at those, I mean, it paid off with Chris Taylor and Will Smith and yada, yada. Right. Um, I, I've just seen some criticism towards the Reds on Twitter of guys like Nick Sinzel and Jonathan India, who we drafted, who have a ton of upside, and we haven't really made a position for them, and that being like a deterrent to their growth. Right. What's your take on that? Here's my thing. Like, of course, there are spots that are being filled by them right now. And say the ship starts to sink, right? And it isn't going as well as we thought it would in 2021, you know, that we hope it would, you know, being, you know, seven to ten games above 500. Right. Um, and you, we know we're out of it, but I don't think that's a possibility in this division. Then here's the thing, man. Then move some of those pieces you have to, to build again. And then put India or Senzel at third and fucking, you know, or India and Senzel, or Senzel at second. Like, you have you have things you can do. Or things are going as planned and we need another chip. Then move them. Yeah, then move them. Then move them. That's what they're there for. Prospects are there to be moved. To yeah, win now. It, yeah, because India's down there. Uh, I've, I've just, by chance, seen like three or four of his at-bats. And one of them was Dinger. The other one was a, and they were. He just, he looked. He put some really, really good swings on him. Yeah, and same with Senzel. He's got two dingers this, this, this. Uh, so far this spring training, and one of them was to right center field. Yeah, yeah, yeah. India went Oppo too. Which you want to see Oppo? I don't want to see a, if I'm in spring training. I want to see Oppo, not pull. Yeah, agree. Because that, that means they're means seeing you're really it. Really seeing it. That's what I'm talking about. You're seeing it, yeah, baby. I, what are the odds? It's just all conjecture, but I mean that's really all we have at this point right now. That's the fun we're part being, of spring training. Yeah, we're being hypothetical, hypothetical about every player and how they can play out this season. It, would it would it floor you? Would you be really shocked to see Nick Zell, Nick Senzel come out this year and be an All Star? No, but he needs to do something like that. Don't you agree that it's kind of a big year for him to come out and, and really, really prove it? He has to. 
durability wise and performance wise. Yeah, this is it. It's shit or get off the pot. This yeah, is it for he, Nick. He feels a lot like almost like Drew Stubbs to me. Dude, that is if he bombs it this year, then that is the most accurate comparison. If he goes out and bombs it this year, he's Drew Stubbs. And if he doesn't, and then we have yeah. a we have a viable we have a viable major league baseball player on our team that is above average in every other in every like category. Yeah, because we were for a moment in time, I was sitting there back in the day thinking, "Damn, Drew Stubbs is a fucking stud. Like he could be our guy for a minute." And then he went out and hit two hundred two. Yeah, and then he went out and hit two hundred two. I don't know, man. Nicky Sins, baby. He tells me that he's gonna he'll come out. It's just you see we've just seen so many short bursts and glimpses lately. The last couple seasons. Yes, he needs to be the guy. You just want to believe, right? He he unlocks the rest of the lineup. And if he's a guy, then where does that leave Shogo? I mean, playing left, and at this point, you have to believe we're getting down to the nitty gritty. Well, not nitty gritty. We got twenty days, but eventually, Major League Baseball will have to come out and say that the D- the DH is back of the National League. Yeah, yeah, they'll have to. They'll have to, I and mean, then it's that puts- pretty fucking nitty gritty, dude. It's three weeks. It's right. less. Opening days are April first. I know. So fucking, you gotta, you gotta have that. You gotta be able to put him. You gotta be able to put him in left, and have Stinky Winky be the DH. Even though Winker has come out and said, like, I play outfield. I'm an outfielder. I don't want to just and be the DH. Dude, I fucking feel him, man. I do too, but man, he is slower than a giraffe. Oh, I no, I feel him. Ultimately, if you're on a team, if DH is a position and your coach asks you to DH, you DH. Mm-hmm. And I would rather have Shogo playing left field than uh, Stinky Winkman. Right. But. I just feel for I feel for the players. I feel for Jesse because he wants to be standing out in left field, and I feel for Shogo because he's standing out in left field and he doesn't get to grab a fucking bat. Right. You know. Yep. Or would you, DH Winker, play Shogo in left field and then like, DH for Tucker or some shit? No. Oh God, no, no. You can't. I mean, you wouldn't let your pitcher hit. I mean, but also. Oh, I mean, Tucker has looked, the swing has been the exact same as it was last year. I mean, watching his ABs. Well, that's, that, well, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying Jesse Winker as the designated hitter, but he is hitting four. No. Right. You, I guess that would be nine. No, no way. There's no fucking way. You're protecting your pitcher. That's what you're doing with that. So, yeah, as much as it sucks, that's just that's just the way it is. You're protecting your pitcher by not letting your catcher hit? No, by let, not having your pitcher hit. So if Winker was the DH for Tucker, then You're, why would the pitcher have to hit? There would still be nine batters in the lineup. Right. You would have to have your pitcher hit because that would be the position. That's the position in which you are substituting a batter, right? So you're saying, oh, my catcher doesn't hit, but then your pitcher would have to hit. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. There you duh. go. Duh. Duh. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. This is a big duh. A big duh moment. Yeah, a big duh moment. So as much as it would be nice, it's just not going to fucking happen. So, uh, I mean, and with Tyler Stevenson, I mean, they're going to split time. So hopefully, I mean, Tyler comes out hot opening, you know, and, and eventually just takes the mantle 
But I think that that's that that's likely what'll happen. It has to. I mean, he's you can't have a black hole at shortstop and a black hole behind the dish in your batting order. You can't survive having seven of your batters be average or above average. You got to well, have eight. So you can't just have the Kyle sucking it up at shortstop. Yeah, Kyle's uh, Kyle uh, Kyle one Kyle Farmer. His bat has not looked terrible this this spring training. No, it hasn't. D Gordon D Strange Gordon's has. I will say that it has not looked good. No, it has not. He's just it just doesn't. He's slapping, but it's like. He's slapping down and trying to outrun it. I'm like, oh, boy, if you're doing that in spring training, there's not much hope once the regular season starts. I know, man. I just hope that it's what we talked about, I feel like, the last couple weeks. I still just think we trade for a shortstop at the break. I agree. I wholeheartedly agree. I think we trade for a shortstop at the break, man. You have to. But, I mean, a Around the league, is there, I'm trying to think, is there like any pertinent storyline or anything that's happening? I mean, the only thing still is the Trevor Story for sure is not re-signing. Yeah. So that just makes him available. And I don't know where you, I'm just trying to think about who else, what other team will need a a game-changing shortstop like that. Yeah, it's nobody who, most everybody who is like a hitter right now, like you know, a, a stud of the 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 Padres, the Dodgers, the most of the NL East, like they have their shortstop, right? You know, everyone has their shortstop. I can't like can't imagine someone trading for them unless they think they have a legitimate shot, and there's a chance that some shit plays out correctly and the Reds feel like they have a shot at the half. Exactly. And if they have that shot, then you then shooters got to shoot. Shooters got to shoot. That's right, baby. You're using that line in a joke right now. Yes, I. you bet your ass I am. It's a good one. Shooters got to shoot. Shooters got to shoot, which sucks because tonight uh, the RK Legacy mic got canceled because of the rain, so I can't work on that bit again. Oh, yeah. It would have been kind of hard to work on that bit anyway. Yeah, also true. <laughs> Man, this had such a weird feeling to it, just being in my car by myself with my headphones on. Right, and then I'm in, sitting at the kitchen table just yelling into the microphone. So Yeah, that's how good the new Nasty Boys are at this shit. Is we're not even, I mean, we've done them Zoom, but at least then you're like locked in. We're looking at each other's faces and stuff. I'm over here trying not to die. <laughs> Well, I think that's what we're the combo moving. That's what we're all doing every day. Billy, isn't that the truth? Yes, it is. We're all just scurrying around the earth, trying not to die. Trying not to fucking croak. Well, you you need to look back on the road. You need to focus in. Uh, Do you have anything you want to plug? Um. No. If you're listening to this, if you're in Cincinnati, then I'm going to be at World Glass Bar in Mount Adams on March 19th. Mm-hmm. And um, Chris Seamer had to drop out of the show, and I took his spot. So I am going to be at the Comet over in the North Side on the 26th. Fuck yeah, local replacement, baby. That's it. I've got a meeting on Monday. Um, 
with uh, Sam from Fireside about uh, Five Points Alley. Oh, dude, it's got to come back, man. It's going to be... Can you imagine doing it like when it's full-blown warm? Oh, dude, think about this, too. I will. I am firm. I feel good announcing this too. Friday, I have a meeting with five. Or five. Jesus Christ. High Grain Brewing about having a show in their their patio. Let's fucking go. Baby. So there we go. There's two right there. So things Comedy's are coming back. It's coming back and coming back with a vengeance. So and we're keeping it outside. And we're keeping it safe, baby. If you listen to this shit and you're in Cincinnati and you haven't come to a show because. Um, you just didn't fucking feel like it. Maybe this last year is what will push you out the door. And it's like, come on, dude. Go go fucking see a show at a brewery. Yeah, come on. Let's go outside. Let's have some Experience great beers. It, man. Yeah, People lean into it. it. It's fun. Fucking lean into it. Well, you keep your eyes on the road. I'm going to do the outro and intro. Thank you so much, Bill. I love you guys. Stay nasty. Love ya. See ya, Bill. See ya. How fun was that, huh? Pretty great to hear us talking. He sounded pretty good over the phone. We only lost him a couple times, but overall, pretty good. I'll take it, you know, and considering he was in the middle of nowhere, Kentucky, driving through the mountains, pretty impressive that he stayed with us the entire time. So, pretty awesome. Pretty, pretty cool. Pretty cool. Almost as cool as getting a brand new pair of sneakers from rare dead stock to the latest release you can find the exact sneaker you're looking for on ebay as the original sneaker marketplace ebay is the place to go to cop the pair you've been eyeing in partnership with ebay armchair media will be raffling off four custom made sneakers each purchase you make before march 31st through ebay.com sneakers will enter you into a drawing for a one of a one pair of air force one low tops just send a screenshot of your purchase to at armchair media on twitter or instagram what's great is like i said they have the authentic and authenticators and here's something that's really cool too it's free to snell snell free to snell it's free to sell your sneakers that are a hundred dollars or more on ebay and thanks to the ebay authenticity guarantee verified returns make the whole transaction worry free with other sites taking as much as 25 percent you're going to have a lot of extra money for well sneakers so definitely check them out you know you bet you'll find me there oh wait did i just segue myself perfectly into the bet online read you bet i did betonline.ag the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action nba is in full swing and college basketball heats up as the schools make their way to the madness the tournament is coming and so is the one hundred thousand dollar bracket madness contest at Bet online is the spot for all your bracketology needs. Bet online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website and use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. So. Thank you for listening. We really appreciate it. Thank you to Armchair Media, which will be changing and we have a rebrand coming i'm very excited for y'all to see it on april 1st it's pretty freaking cool so definitely check that out when it happens uh thank you to ebay.com a backslash sneakers ebay sneak sneaks the best place to get kicks for your feet feet so definitely do that and thank you to bet online for being our premier online sports book experts and betting website so thank you so much um 
And as always, go Red Legs and stay nasty. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome to Fail Better, David Duchovny's new podcast with Lemonada Media. On Fail Better, David, who has experienced both low- and high-profile failures throughout his life, explores the vast world of failure, how it holds us back, propels us forward, and ultimately shapes our lives. Each week, he'll chat with guests like Ben Stiller, Bette Midler, and more about how our perceived failures have actually been our biggest catalysts for growth, revelation, and even healing. Through these conversations, he hopes listeners can learn how to embrace the opportunity of failure and fail better together. Fail Better is out now wherever you get your podcasts.